in 1877, the earth moved with the power of a footballing giant. And the world was introduced to the beautiful game. People might yet win it here for Wolves. Blasting the shot. What a goal! Bully's the hero again. And a podcast is following the giant in its bid for glory. At the top of what it created all those years ago. This is the 77 Club. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to episode 253 of the 77 Club. Harry, start with the socials. Yes, the Wolf 77 Club on Facebook and Instagram at 77 Club Podcast on X. Please rate us on Spotify, Apple, YouTube. Thank you. Dan Bayliss is here. Hello. And Jack Williams. What's up? Right, well, Harry, we've got to start with an absolutely mad game at Molyneux against Manchester United. Uh, it was a pretty cold evening um, under the lights. Uh, we weren't really at the races. Obviously, it was a euphoria of, of beating the Albion, um, Cunha owning the Hawthorns, etc. Um, just to start with, uh, what did you think of the team? Yeah, I think, obviously, beating Albion, he didn't change it, did he? Because he kept it the same, which was... I think you say semi-controversial because obviously eight Nori was back. Um, you could have argued Sarabia could have come back in for Belgarde. So, but at the same time, I was like, yeah, fair enough. But judging on that first half in hindsight, which is hindsight's a wonderful thing, it probably was a mistake because we got absolutely battered, didn't we? Uh, first 45 minutes. They, I mean, they had two offsides, didn't they? There could have been four or five up yeah. at half time, but luckily we did bounce back but yeah in terms of the starting team i agreed with it at the time but in hindsight maybe eight norian that should have started but there we go um, Bayliss, what did you think of that opening goal I and mean, it's a very very good finish from marcus rashford and it, it's one of those isn't it where what had happened with him going out and maybe doing things that he shouldn't have been doing over over the irish sea um he was probably always going to score oh it's one of those silly inevitabilities isn't it but um we just didn't look at the races for any much of the first half at all and it was a I think they just sort of sucker punched us they got one so quick that 
Wolves were just all at sea and shocked. And then we capitulated for half of the game. Did very, very well to claw ourselves back into it with some funny decisions thrown in there. But made an exciting game at the end, didn't it? It's just a shame that we sort of threw it away to a... Do you know what? I've watched it back. It was a bloody good finish, the winner. I do have to say, like, no matter how much of a sucker punch it is, that's one hell of a finish. Uh, Jack, I think Harry probably summed it up with that that first half particularly where, you know, it could have been 4-0 and you'd be like, actually, that's more than fair. Um, yeah, I mean, if it had been five, a uh, half time, if we had been 5-0 down, I don't think we could have really complained. I think that's probably the worst I've seen us defend at home in a, in a long time. It just looked like, it felt like every time they went on the attack, they were going to score. And there just seemed to be this massive sort of hole in between our defence and midfield where they were just taking advantage of all, all the time, really. And it, it was a game that, yeah, I'd, I'd sort of written off and uh, particularly at half time. It's, it's, it's their own fault because really they should have been further in front. And it's, it's you know, it takes... You've got to be honest and admit that, really. It's it's their own fault that they even let the game come into a bit of doubt towards the end, which really just, just shouldn't have happened. And fair enough, you say, I think we got a slice of luck with the penalty. I don't think the penalty was a pen. I think I'd have been annoyed if it was given against us, but obviously that gets us back into it. And then before you know it, somehow, we're, it's 3-3 in a game, that really, that, that should have been over and, and dead and buried from a Wolves point of view at half-time. And then it's still gutting it from that point just to switch off again. But a lot, even with three or four minutes left, the, with the way the game had gone, you could see it happening. You could see that at that late stage, there was another goal in it. And like we've done for certain different points throughout the game, I think we just switched off a little bit. We just switched off a little bit and were a bit naive. And I think what happened was when we got back to 3-3, particularly the forward players thought, right, we're going to try and go on and win this uh, rather than just sticking to the guns and getting back... Uh, back all behind the ball and trying to see out the point, which is what I think we probably should have done. But, you know, good game. It was a good one for the TV. But, you know, you've got to be disappointed with particularly the way we defended and played in the first half. I think maybe we're a bit leggy. Obviously, a lot of games in quick succession coming up and exactly the same team that um, started the game on Sunday. Maybe that was a little bit bit naive. Uh, but... Yeah, but you know, one of those where you've got to look at yourselves quite a lot because we we made them look like it was like we were playing against bloody you know prime Real Madrid for for forty five minutes at least really, and it, and it could have been a cricket score just a half time. Um, Harry, it was it was a mad game, and obviously when the equaliser went in, and I think the whole the build up to that just reminded me of how much I hate Man United fans and I just despise them. And I think it's obviously a hangover mm. from when they were like you know one of the most dominant clubs across Europe if not the world, realistically, when we were growing up and having friends in the Midlands who are Manchester United fans. Um, but to, to get it, I mean, we were, we were nearly on the pitch, I think, at one point because we went down a couple of rows of steps <laughs> when it went in. Um, but it, it was so strange, wasn't it? Because even leaving the ground, there were people like sort of on the phone to to whoever just laughing because you, we're walking away think like feeling like we got something from the game. Really weird. Yeah, it was, it was like obviously I agree with what Jack said about our defender and that it was very poor, but good, good uh, fight to get back into it. I don't think, um, I think the internet's dropped. I don't think uh, Neto, Neto's was a penalty. So in in a way, you kind of say we were lucky to get back into it. Um, but yeah, the the fight back was brilliant. It was so sloppy for McTominay's goal as well. In memory, he come on, scored such a weak header. 
Um, but when Neto goes in 95th minute, you're like, well, that's it, and you know, but then yeah, we were just all at sea. And I thought the lad who scored the um winner had come on, but someone pointed out in my YouTube comments that he actually started. He's a bit of a young star, isn't he? That may is it may new. Um but yeah, great goal. Can't take it away from him, although we defended poorly. But United, they were there for the taking, really, in my opinion. Although they played really well first half, they showed their vulnerabilities second half, even though they brought on like Maguire and that to try and survive. So on another day, like, I think if we'd have started the team we played, that we started at Chelsea, for example, I think we'd have beaten. We felt like we'd have had our heads on it uh, the first half. But we've come a long way, haven't we, to be absolutely gutted to score, to lose last minute against United, you know. To, to come back was incredible. And I love the fact we're scoring loads of goals. I mean, we used to moan about how boring it used to be at Molyneux. Now, <laughs> God, it's a pleasure to be there at the moment. It's incredible. Um, Bayliss, what does it say about the fight of this team that Gary O'Neill has instilled that, um, you know, heads didn't go down, um, kept on fighting? And obviously what Jack was saying, that the only issue or the negative that you take is that they, they try to go on and win it rather than go and actually a, a point's enough thanks it's fine i think the, the mentality is absolutely spot on isn't it it's it's exciting to watch wolves again and that's what we asked for quite a while ago so i'm not going to moan at losing in the last minute like that the first half performance was very bad but they reacted well fortune went our way for a change i mean we should have really taken at least two points from man united this season and we ended up with none but that's football. So I, you know what, I I've got nothing to moan about other than we were we were bad first half, but we stick at it and we create chances. There are wall sides of the past that we've all watched in the last couple of years where that would have happened in the first half and it would have finished four nil. So nothing to really moan about there. Um, Jack, the the Anana thing, I think, I don't know why we weren't just shooting more, to be honest, because I think he, he's probably one of the worst goalkeepers I've seen at that level for <laughs> a long time. He, he he is just lacking confidence. Uh, there's clearly a player in there, else they wouldn't have signed in and let De Gea go. But you just think you, you've got to target him more because he has got so many mistakes in him. Well, it doesn't matter if every time he makes a mistake and, uh, you know, he could assault or rob one of our players at night point in the box and VAR wouldn't even pass an idea would they so you know he's obviously got some protections from from there and up above him so what can you do about that really what can we talk about the winning goal actually just just a little bit more because i know you guys Three cheers all saying, for ramirez oh, you were saying oh you know it's a brilliant it's a a brilliant finish and everything but it just seemed to me like we parted like the red sea again and in the defense and remind me at the time was was kilman on a yellow mm. card already i think he might have been because yeah. at the time I was thinking, Kilman, just just throw him to the ground at this point. Like it, it doesn't matter. Don't do whatever you do. Don't let him pass. But maybe the fact he was on a booking played no, into no, that. Wasn't. But no, he wasn't. Sorry, no, he was, wasn't. Was he not? No. I, I thought no. he was. Well, then he should have. He should have just thrown him to the ground. Really, to be honest. And but as it happened, it's a good finish. But I think it's our own fault. Yeah, true. I mean, he, I he, he turned we him expertly, didn't he, Harry? I mean, he, he had a he, he had a, a brilliant game, and obviously that that. <laughs> that fight to keep on going and at such a young age and, and a good England prospect as well. Yeah, I'll be honest. I hadn't, I don't really, if I don't Wolves, I don't really watch much of the Premier League these days. So I was unaware of who he was. So I'll, I'll be completely honest. Yeah, but yeah, great player, uh, great goal. Um, So yeah, brilliant. But yeah, well, I think we were going for the win. So we were a bit lapsatical at the back, even at that late stage. Bayless Trevor says, uh, Gary knows the strongest start in 11. Why is he not going with that every opportunity? Looks like he's trying to keep the fringe players happy. Do, do you agree with that? Or you, you just think that's using a squad in the Premier League 
with yeah, we, a couple of games a week, you know. Yeah, we've played a lot of games recently. And I don't know. He's probably targeted his games. We need to make sure we got through in the cup. So you can afford a little slip up. I think we can talk about this more positively because the reaction straight afterwards was so good. Um, and we were so dominant. So he's got it. You can't rely on 11 players to go out there every week and get you in a decent league position in the Premier League. So there has to be some rotation. I don't think they did an awful job of it. I think, if anything, we we looked a bit suspect at the back and that's where less changes have come. So if we're going to moan about anything, it'd probably be that the back for four or five or whatever system we play, that's where the problems are coming. So... Uh, speaking of Chelsea, let's move on to Chelsea. Um, obviously, Harry and I were at Molyneux. Um, Bayliss and Jack were at Stamford Bridge. So much like Channel 5, we've got home and away covered. Um, let's start with the atmosphere inside <laughs> Stamford Bridge. <laughs> Jack, I'll start with you because it, it seemed like a toxic atmosphere. Um, the, the Chelsea fans, from what I could hear, were doing absolutely nothing. Um, what was it like inside the ground? Uh, I think that sums it up quite nicely, really. Yeah, I mean, very little atmosphere. Um, the, the only time they ever really heard anything from them was when they when they scored, really, up until then quite quiet. But that's the way it goes, particularly... You know, Wolves fans are the same, though. A Sunday afternoon at home against a team you're going to win, a two o'clock kickoff, it's, it's going to be a bit of a flat atmosphere. But I think that's... Um, that's um, you know multiplied when it's a, a team like like Chelsea with the you know the recent history they have had and the fact they're a big brand name and they're going to have lots of tourist fans and these sorts of things. So, th- th- I mean, the atmosphere was was good from a, from a Wolves perspective. I, I thought not not the best, but you know, good for a Sunday. But yeah, very little coming coming back. Um, but you know that that helped us, I think, and helped the Wolves players a lot. Uh, Bayless, how was it for you? Uh, yeah, very nice Sunday afternoon out. Um, you've also you've had that gag written down all day 100% that you don't roll them out um, it was a great Sunday it's a fairly easy ground for us to get to a couple of beers um, Wolves started really well that's the weird thing the first Chelsea goal came against the run of play I thought I thought Wolves were the brighter side play yeah. good football and then Casado just made a very good pass to put them 1-0 up and before we'd had time to even moan about it it was one all. So, um, I, th- I thought Wolves were so dominant. I thought the scoreline flattered Chelsea, if anything. We could have... You see, like, highlight reels that they put on YouTube and stuff didn't really tell the game. It made it look like it could have been 4 all. But Wolves hammered Chelsea. It's it's the worst Chelsea side I've ever seen as an opposition fan. They were, they I were think only a billion quid, though. I, well, I was going to say, pound for pound, <laughs> it, it's certainly up there. I mean, how they paid that money for Caicedo, I'll never know. But then again, you know, Liverpool were in for him and he, and he picked Chelsea. So, I mean, he was always going to go for that sort of figure, Harry. Um, another goal for Cole, Cole Palmer. But, I mean, the, the man of the moment was um, Cunha. And he's only the fourth player, opposition player, to score a hat-trick at Stamford Bridge. Um, can you name the other three? Canu and two others. Anyway, just on walls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I remember Canu. It's Aguero uh, yes. and Robin Van Persie, but he's in very good company, oh, good and, company and very much deserved the hat trick. Yeah, he was absolutely incredible. But just that starting eleven, which is very harsh on Tommy Doyle for how, for how good he's been, that's our best starting eleven that started that game at Chelsea, in my opinion. Uh, with Huang, when Huang's back, obviously you can throw Huang in, but 
we were unbelievable. Like like Bayliss said, we were, we were at them from the off. They it was kind of end to end first twenty minutes. Um, very fortunate, obviously, the big deflection for Cunha's first goal and also for Eight Nori's goal. And by the way, why the hell? I'm I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It's an absolutely incredible thing. Eight Nori, left wing back, is on like in the right side of the box, or that and gets a, <laughs> gets his luck with the deflection. But it's incredible that he was in that position. Amazing play from Neto again, and, and at half time. I was just like, we're going to go on and win this easily. And obviously, as you lads know, I had my 4-1 bet on. So, I thought, yeah, 100 to 1, it's coming in. But, yeah, we just... this Out of the two games, Man United and Chelsea, I was more worried about Chelsea. And then it, it turned out it was your way around, wasn't it? Whereas we absolutely battered Chelsea, really. And you, our heads could have been down after that Man United game. But we were just absolutely incredible. Neto and Cunha and Gomez, to be fair. Gomez was really good coming back in. God, it scares me a bit because people are going to start taking notice now and then all the rumours about I'm going to Arsenal and Man City and that are going to come back because of how good they are. And I'm glad Cunha got a hat-trick because the biggest criticism we've all had of him, especially last season, is that he can't hit a barn door, but it's starting to click with him now, isn't it? And he's just incredible to watch. And he's he's such a likeable bloke as well. Mm-hmm. He's such a fan favourite and he's got the personality, he's got the charisma. And he's got the ability, as we've seen. He was just—he's ran and ragged him and Neto definitely. It's one of the best Wolves performances I've seen for just how dominant we were, how much we wanted to win the game, how we every second ball we seemed to win. Like the Chelsea fans were getting disgruntled before half time because Wolves won everything, every duel, every fifty-fifty balls in the air. We were having the ball back, passing it round within a minute. It was really was impressive. I'm glad it wasn't on telly. <laughs> I, I think it's one of those things again, isn't it? It happens quite a lot lately when teams play us, is particularly teams who, you know, I'm guilty of it as well. I'm not watching much of other teams other than Wolves, but they don't realise quite how good we are until we actually turn up and start playing. It's like teams like Brighton have done the same to us before when we go, oh, hang on, these are quite good. And I agree with what Dan said. I was quite disappointed to go behind, really, because really we've just fallen asleep with one pass and, you know, it's, it's a good finish from Palmer. But the one thing you've got to look at as well, particularly even across these two games, and if you remember on the pod last week, I said that I didn't think we'd lose both of them. And we very nearly didn't lose either of them. We were, you know, yeah. really unlucky. But both games, we've gone behind. But it, it, doesn't, it doesn't affect us too much. We, we still believe that we can get something for the game. Obviously, it'd be nicer to not go behind and, and not worry about these things, but it, it just shows how quickly the team just want to get back on it and realise they were doing things right and can change things. And Gary O'Neill, yeah, shout out as well, because I think everyone looked at the team against Man United and particularly how the game changed in the second half and bringing the subs on made a massive difference, I think. And then obviously straight away, before you know it, eight Nori Gomez back in the starting lineup, which I think is exactly yeah. how it should have been. We needed a bit of rotation. And it's paid paid dividends, really. But it's just, it, it, it was a joy to watch, really, because they go and play with no fear at these sort of places. If you remember when we first came up with the Premier League, like under McCarthy or under Dave Jones, you'd write these games off straight away when you're away at a team like Chelsea. But ever since the Nuno era and now this Gary O'Neill era, we're uh, not, not scared of them as much, are we? And it says a bit about their decline as much as how how we play. But, you know, you've got to, got to give credit to the team, particularly playing on Thursday night and be having that disappointment, that heartbreak so late in the game after getting back into it. But it didn't affect them. Even going behind then on Sunday, you think, oh, it might crumble here. But it, it didn't happen. So you just got to give him, give him praise because he, he's doing a great job and building a great team here, even with a sc- small squad. It's mentality, think, isn't it? Yeah. A, there is an ethos within the team now that they want to play for each other. You can see it. It's so clear. They all want to be there. They all want to fight for Wolves. They like the fans. They clearly, the manager and the players get on. There's a, clear relationship between them and 
that's what leads to results like walking Chelsea off the park, who are, at time of recording, 2-0 up against the Villa. Well, there 20 you minutes in. Days. Um, Tyler says, we tend to actually look a better team at 1-0 down when the opposition opens up under Lopetegui or Large. 1-0 down just killed us. And I think I agree. And, you know, it is historically, as I said last week, a difficult place to go and get a win because I think it's 1979. We haven't won mm. there since then. Yeah. And the last league and cup double there was 74-75, which uh, from memory was either the season we got relegated or the season before. Um, but hopefully that's not <laughs> things to come. Um, <laughs> but yeah, a much better performance, Harry. Um, was there a man in the match in there? Obviously, Cunha <laughs> getting a hat-trick. He was absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, and another thing I just want to point out, I just want to, off the back of what Jack said, um, the under Lopetegui, Nuno, Harry, Harry, your internet's gone, mate. <laughs> you sound like a darling. Harry, read you on your phone. We wouldn't have two one up at half time. We wouldn't have flew out the blocks like we acted the lead, I think. <laughs> so that's what's refreshing to Gary O'Neill. The only little thing I would. Oh, it's going to take some editing, this, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, carry on, lad. Has he, has he got a point, though, uh, Bayless, from, from what we could sort of hear from, from that? All I got was the dial up phone. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well said, Harry. Or no, no, Harry's wrong. No, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll cover all bases. Um, I, I guess it's a, a clean sweep of, of Cunha's, isn't it? I mean, were, were there any sort of other standout performances? Because I think it's, it's probably a bit harsh to take a performance like that away at a place where we really don't win very often, ha- uh, away from some of the players that might deserve it. Harry's uh, mentioned Gomez. I thought Gomez was good. We really, really were good in that midfield, even with the rotation and dropping Doyle. So the, that he's a shout. Um, both the sort of fullbacks were good, I thought. So there, there wasn't really a massively bad performance anywhere around. Really, Dawson was good as well. So you, you can't really fault the performance. But the one thing I will say is, even when... Obviously, we're four one up. It's it's dreamland. Harry's counting his money probably from his bet, which uh, I don't know if he cashed out or not. But we'll probably never know if his internet doesn't come back. Um, but when they got back to four two, I didn't really see uh, Thiago Silva's goal because I was I wasn't really watching, and I thought the game was done by then. But that last few minutes, I still started to get nervous, particularly when they had that big chance where um, it, they had a, a shot and it was, it was blocked by Kilman, I think. Um, and it was still quite nervy, even though there was uh, only a few minutes left, because we know how long added time is these days when it can be um, can be ten minutes or so added on. It was ten um, minutes. Yeah. And is that is that just is that just a Wolves fans' way that we even when we're two goals up with ten minutes left, we we're nervous? Or were you guys nervous as well back home? Or yeah, yeah I think well, maybe not as nervous as a as I normally would be. I think it because it was the three goal cushion before they scored. If you felt a little bit. Like it, it was, it was too late. Um, but obviously, after the last-minute drama, a couple of days before, you, you're thinking, is it squeaking yeah. on time a little bit? And um, just a point that that Harry made on on the bigger players, on the on the star players, Bayless, mm-hmm. um, saying that you know he might he, he fears that when they're playing better, they they may look to leave, or people will start noticing them a little bit more, and then you're sort of um, braced for bids to come in the summer. Um, but I think this this from from Nightwish Army UK. This is why I don't think the big players will leave anytime soon. They want to be here, and I, th- I think that's a that's a big thing now, especially with when we've seen it with Jordan Henderson. It's slightly different. Neto's going Saudi Arabia. If you didn't like it, yeah. Um, but I yeah. don't know if if you're Neto and a Liverpool, Tottenham, Arsenal come knocking on 120, 30, 40 plus grand a week. 
they aren't going to turn that down. They just aren't. They aren't going to turn down Champions League football and playing at the top of the league on an absolute whack. It just won't happen. But I think we've got to make the most of it while we've got it. And we're playing very well. And if we did, by some miracle, squeak our way into a European spot, you know, even seventh might get it this year. Um, or the FA Cup, which is a long way to go. But that might keep them here and push it forwards. You know, we can spend money in the summer. We know that's going to probably, hopefully happen. One of those words. Jack, um, what are your thoughts on that one? Um, I, I think we will lose players in, in the summer. I think they've been circling for a while. And I think if Neto hadn't been injured, he might have got already, to be honest. And um, long contract, it will be a, a big... Um, a big return for us, definitely. Let's put it that way. But um, it fits in with the way that Fosun seem to want to operate, doesn't it? So I, I think there there will be. And it, you know, you're a victim of your own success, aren't you? Because if we were in a relegation battle, we've probably got more chance of keeping some of these players who aren't in the spotlight. But the way we've been playing lately, and everyone's noticed how well Gary O'Neill's done as well, how good a job he's done. It, it's going to happen, particularly if if we are like when we jumped over Chelsea, making our way into the top half of the table because it's it's a great achievement and it's a you know great great team performance and manager managerial performance to get us there. So you've got to take it um, take it as a compliment, but it, just do the best. Yeah, in these last in these last few months, that everyone definitely is here, and we'll we'll see what the summer brings. But you know, yeah, I, I don't think we'll get Europe. I think it's it's a bit of a stretch to get there in the league. I think if we'd beat a Man United and Chelsea, we could start to maybe think about it. But um, you know, never say never. You don't know, but I think our best shot would still be to to somehow win the FA Cup, which, as you know, is is long odds in itself. I'd agree with that. Um, just on the on that point, though, um, Ray says no one has the funds available to buy them, and and to be honest, that is true at the moment um, because FFP, as we saw from this recent transfer window, has strangled pretty much every club um even if you're if you're Chelsea if you're Wolves so you know he's tied down Neto anyway till is it 2027 so it would command a big fee um and depending how the financial situation looks you can probably look to offer him a little bit more money but you know I don't mind players courting attention because it means they're playing well and if they're tied down to a contract they should be then they're an asset and if somebody wants to pay the money for them then they're more than welcome to do that you know we we could have cashed in on Jimenez. It would have broken my heart when it was at when he was at the top of his game before the injury. But then you know what happened was he got injured, wasn't as good as he was anymore. Goes to Fulham for five million quid. You look at Traore, always hot and cold, let his contract run out, and you just think actually I'd rather enjoy them whilst they're at the top of their game and they go on to do something than something happened and they sort of just peter away. I'd rather keep them. Oh, of course, yeah, of course, yeah. I mean that's. I mean, that goes without saying. Then. Can I go back to what Mr. Positive Mark Rhodes has said at 8.29, the other one? Uh, this one. I think Europe could be a bad thing, to be honest. Small squad with limited budget wouldn't help us at the moment. Someone didn't go to Turin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not about the game. It's, it's not about the players. It's about us. We're on holiday. I would, <laughs> yeah, holiday. I, would take that, I would take the conference one. I'd take that Mickey Mouse one. I'd take anything. 100%. Yeah, we might win that as well. <laughs> like that's the thing. West Ham won it last year. Villa anything it. anything so. for a Thursday morning flight to wherever it is. Made up a stand for a absolutely terrible game of football. Slow van part two. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I had just, the best time. This I just, out. You've got to surely you did. Surely you must have gone to one of them, Mark. Sure, everyone 
listening now must have loved the European no, Union. He was doing the CBB's bedtime story on that day, so he was not available. <laughs> um, right, okay, let's move can on. I, sorry, can I ask one more question on, on Chelsea? I just want to um, ask about the penalty, um, the penalty decision. He was a stone um, so we watched it. It was right in front of us when it down from where we stood pretty much. We had a great view of it. Watched it, thought, that's a penalty all day long. Saw a bit of hesitation from the ref. And then we had to wait for VAR a little bit again. And oh. all this time, I'm thinking, how how can that even be a debate, this one? I'm really, really not sure. And part of the debate came back to, which, to be fair, like the, the pundits on match of the day and everybody just, just, just knocked it away straight away. But, oh, you know, I think he got a little bit of the ball. But he absolutely clatters into the man first. So I, I think that would have yeah. been one of those where if they had found any reason to not give that as the most blatant penalty I've seen straight in front of me, you know, in, in probably all my years going to football, if they found a reason to not give that, I think that's one of the things where I'll just give up on, on the um, game altogether, really. But but they on, didn't, on, to their credit. But some people were saying it wasn't a penalty. <laughs> yeah. On the stream I was watching, uh, the very legal one, they were just saying, because they had obviously had the referees in their ear, as they do, the commentary team. They were saying that's what they were looking for, just any contact with the ball at all. And it took them longer than it should have. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like the penalty the rules, isn't it? Like the Neto one. The Neto one weren't a penalty that's... for us. It's a joke. It, it, it's amazing how these these referees just don't got it, get it yet. And the fact that contact in the box doesn't mean penalty, the same right. as contact with the ball, doesn't mean it's not a penalty. Correct. But but what, what are they... What are they these are professionals who are paid to know this stuff. So, like, what what are they doing? But same conversation every week, in it. So, yeah, exactly. Right. Okay. Um, we'll leave that for another week, and we'll pass you on, hopefully, to Harry, whose internet may or may not fail him. Well, that Brentford. Got, but that's, what about oh, Brentford? Brentford. Oh my God! I missed half betting odds. Missed half the your, podcast. It's your dinner in the oven, Sam. Or yes. <laughs> you do this every the week. <laughs> Yeah, if you know, it gets about half hour in, Sam's ready to go. He's like, let's finish. <laughs> he's going to be locked in the basement, and he? That's the problem if he's late for D. <laughs> uh, right, Kate. Okay. Well, we move on to uh, Brentford. Um, I mean, we, we're playing them again. Uh, was it the fourth time in a Not month, long. two months, um, if that? Um, Harry, I'm going to come to you first just to test your internet ahead of the quiz. Um how do you think he's going to go for this one? Do you think it's going to be unchanged from the Chelsea side or is it going to be the similar side to face Man United? No, it's going to be the team that played against Chelsea, hopefully. Same team. Obviously, they've got Tony. Huang might come back in. Obviously, Huang's back. Don't think Noah Lamina will be involved. Um, I'll give up, lads. If you're laughing, it means internet's gone on it. You lot carry on. I'll in a bit. It just, you started skipping like it was a weird thing. Phone. I don't know get what it was. <laughs> it's like, you heard that as well, didn't you? It sounded like an AK-47 yeah, for a second. Shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, this is award-winning content. Uh, let's go on to Jack. Jack, what do you think? Um, so, Brentford, again, I have a really bad feeling about this game uh, overall. Uh, I know you don't think they're very good, Sam, but obviously they've got their talisman back. Um, True. watched them a bit against City and you know Tony and Morpe will, will cause us problems I think um, although obviously you know, they did lose that game but above all I think they will think that they owe us one because they do really after the game between Christmas and New Year where, where we battered them and then they couldn't beat us with 10 men and we took them back for a replay and then just about beat them in extra time I think you know that 
that their team talk writes itself now, particularly that they've got Tony back. And as you can see already, he's come back and made an immediate difference because he, you know, he scored straight away, didn't he, with their game against Forest on his return. So this one makes me a bit nervous, particularly again at home, team who, although you know we haven't beat them outright, we've got past them in the cup and beat them in recent weeks. They're stronger now. They'll feel they'll feel more confident. So I'm I'm worried about this game. To be honest with you, I, I think it's one of those where we could we could get turned over. I think Ivan Tony is a difference, isn't he, Bailey? Do you, do you echo Jack, or do you think it's going to be a another routine one? He's a good footballer, and they are slowly getting a bit better. They looked not terrible, is the right word phrasing of it, against um, City, and they actually mm-hmm. gave him a good game until City did a City and took it away from them. So. They are getting better. Mope seems to be finding the net a bit more and Tony's a decent footballer and we know that. But on the whole, we've watched them three times this season and they have not set the world on fire. And when Wolves have played their strongest team against them, we've convincingly, or should have convincingly beaten them twice, but the ref gave two ridiculous decisions. But I don't know. Sodsler, isn't it? I've got to leave the house at about quarter to eight on Saturday morning to get to the game. So inevitably we're going to lose one nil in a terrible <laughs> oh, <game>. yeah. <laughs> I know. I hope the uh, box is okay and when welcoming by the time you get there. Um so Harry we'll pick it up there. I think we, we caught you saying that it was going to be uh the same side that beat Chelsea. It looks like uh Huang may well be back yeah. on the bench for this one, which uh give, gives Gary O'Neill a sort of semi selection headache. <laughs> Um, first of all, I'm sticking to my phone forever now. I don't care if you're a quality shape. I hate my internet. Um, yeah, I think um, I was saying that as I cut off, I was saying Huang is back. So it'll be interesting to see what he does. I don't think he'll be straight in. Um, same Stein 11 has got to be, if all are fit. Tony worries me. I don't know if you've heard me say that bit. Um, but we've played him so much lately and hopefully we can win 4-1. As I see the comments are saying, it's going to happen. 4-1 will get in. A big game for someone like Craig Dawson. You need to obviously to be on on his game, Jack. Um, against someone like Ivan Tony, he has the experience to, you know, make that difference. And he, he's been a, a, sort of a little bit more hot and cold compared to what he was from January to the end of the season last year. Um, do, do you think like him and Kilman? I think their partnership is getting better all the time. And you know, this is this is the game that you know they're really going to have to be on their metal. Yeah, I mean, you can always point to individual mistakes like we have on on this podcast, in you know, particularly in the Man United game. But overall, you've you've got to look at look at the positives really. And with the way we're playing football now, we've got to accept if we're scoring more goals, we're probably going to have to let in a few more as well. But I, I don't really have any problem with anyone in defence at the moment. I think Toti was a bit ropey sort of over the Christmas period into the start of January, mm-hmm. but I think that's gone away a little bit now. And I, I prefer Aitnori over Doherty, but I think everyone everyone does at the moment. So yeah, I'm not worried at all really. I think I think this is a, a game where the starting lineup again picks itself and it'll be the same team as Sunday. Huang will be on the bench. I don't think they'll throw him in straight away, particularly when he's had to come all the way back from Korea and he, he wasn't necessarily starting every game for, for South Korea either, but he'll be a good option to have. So on paper, everything looks great. I'm just, I've am just i just got doubt because I just think they're going to be really up for it because they're going to be really pissed off with us after what's happened in the last few weeks. I think it's a good point. Um, but yeah, I, I think it'd be an interesting game. It, it, it does have definitely with the Tony factor a completely different complexion compared to the three. Um, and arguably 
the FA Cup replay had so much riding on it for us that it it became a bigger game than it normally would have been anyway. Um, so let's do a score prediction starting with Harry. All one walls win. Excellent, uh, Bayliss. You're on mute. You're on mute. I feel like I'm at work. Oh, oh Cardinal sin. Sorry. Um, it'll be a cagier, uh, cagier game, but I think we'll still do them two one. Lovely stuff. Uh, and Mr. Optimistic. Well, I hope I'm wrong. And I hope that I come back and eat humble pie next week. And I genuinely, genuinely do. But 3 0 Brentford. Oh, my 3 0. Come what? on. Yeah. I, think one, I think it's been one of those days. It'll be one of those days. Very, very silly. Uh, let's have a look at those latest odds with Bayless. Yeah, a couple of ones. Wolves are obviously favourites. The value's in higher scoring game, but that seems to be the way Wolves are going at the moment. So I'll give you a couple to start with. Um, 3-0 Wolves, Cunha first goal, 75-1. to It's sort of shot. in the mix, yeah. The one that I quite like the look of, Tony to score first. Ivan Tony to score first. Wolves to win 2-1. So we go 1-0 down, 55-1. to For Mr Optimistic, Jack Williams, Neil Mopay to score first. Brentford 1-0, 50-1. And then Harry, I've done you a special. Pedro Neto to score first. Four one wolves. It will get you two hundred to one. Excellent. You've got to go and look. Got to go and look for a bit of value because wolves are getting a bit short now at home, so it's difficult. Harry's got it again. He's gone. There <laughs> we go. Oh, um, thank you for that. Uh, no, no ticket um, update. I don't think. Oh, there's no ticket that? update. The only thing I wanted to ask, just to, as a general point, is they yeah. released the ticket info for the home cup game, fifth round, a home to Brighton. Um, so tickets, if you a season ticket holder and when you buy them before Friday, are £30, uh, Billy Wright and Steve Ball, 25 behind the goal, but they do go up a couple of quid if you uh, buy them a bit later. What do we think about that? Because my initial thought was that's a bit steep. I think it should be a little bit lower than that, but I don't know what you guys think. I think 25 quid's okay. Is it? I, I don't think so. I, I don't think you, this is a game particularly where... You want to you want to build the ground, really. I don't think Brighton will take the full allocation with it being a midweek game. That's a good opportunity to get you know new fans in here and pack it out and get us into a what will be an FA Cup quarter final. I don't know what restrictions they have because I know that sometimes their hands are tied with how how much the minimum is they can charge for these things compared to like usual pricing. But I would have thought they could probably price it similar to the, the Brentford replay, really, and ensure that everywhere was packed. So I was quite surprised when I got the email because I thought basically, you know, if you're paying 30 quid or if you wait till general sale, 33 quid for a ticket, if you sit in one of the side stands, I think that's quite a lot, really. But yeah, Harry agrees with me. Yeah, well, what do you think, Harry? Because I think it is slight. it's slightly overpriced in my opinion i mean bayless is saying no but he hasn't actually paid for a ticket he's always in a box so i don't know he probably hasn't doesn't even know how much a ticket is anymore uh, he's not a man of the people how much is a pint of milk done a pint of milk about one pound ten <laughs> that'll do have you have uh, you got a pay for your granddad's cat done is it going to be okay oh that's that's a that's, low a, that's a king charles Jesus. joke by the way oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, anyway, um, Harry, but let's... <laughs> oh, no, I think we've been cancelled. No, uh, first of all, first of all, I think 20 is plenty in the FA Cup. We, we, get, we get our ass handed to us in the Premier League with ticket prices, so 20 is plenty, I think. Um, is my internet all right? Because yeah, if like not, you might as well end it. <laughs> seems all right. Yeah. Um, right, there's a quiz. Sorry about me. 
internet. I'm using my phone forever now. I'm never, I'm never trying my laptop ever again after today. So not that anyone cares. I'm just telling you four, really. <laughs> uh, right, Europe quiz. Because the title, there's a bit of a delay as well, I can tell. Can Wolves really get into Europe this season is the title. So I thought I'd do a Europe quiz. Test your knowledge from back in the day. Um, yeah, okay. I'm not speaking to myself. I might be. Okay. We'll go in order because we can't compliment, complicate things with the way things are going. So, Sam, question one. There is a tiebreaker yeah. if needed. Wolves had to qualify for the Europa League when we were in it. In the first qualifying round, we had Crusaders. What was the aggregate score over the two legs against Crusaders? Uh, six. Two. Oh. Six, one. Two six, nil at one. home, four, one away. Ah. Bayliss. Yep. What was the aggregate score in the second qualifying round against Punic? <laughs> oh, the Armenian Giants. I want to say it's something like 8 0. Well done. I think that's right. Well yeah, 4 0 both. Yeah. 4 0 both legs, home and away. Couldn't remember the home one. Yeah. There's a theme going on here. Torino we know it's coming. aggregate yeah. score. Hmm. So it was three-two away, wasn't it? I'm, I'm it was very the, impressed. You remember that? It was the best game ever. Best away it day was ever. The best uh, ever. Ever. ever yeah. Um, and then what was the score at home? I think we were. Was it a draw? Or was it? Oh God, I don't know. Three-two, and then I want to say it was something weird like. Was it 5-4 on aggregate? Oh, 5-3. Ah, damn it. It's unlucky. So I believe only Bayless has got a point in that round. Uh, back round to Sam. Oh, yeah. what? Who were actually in Wolves' group, knowing the three teams that we were in a group with once we qualified? Oh, that's easy. I can't remember. I <laughs> We went to a few of them. Sam. <laughs> oh, in the group, in that group. Sorry, sorry. don't help him. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Turin, Torino, no. Torino. No, no, that's a qualifying round. No, that's a qualifier. Oh, uh, Istanbul, Bratislava, Besiktas, and um, that was terrible. Braga, Braga. Oh. That was well shit. Done. Come on. Well done. You ain't getting a point for that, Sam. That was horrendous. Absolutely not. That was tragic. No, I, I need minus 10 <laughs> points for that. That was terrible. You can tell it's a bit sketchy. Bayliss. Yeah. What group were we in? What was the letter for the group we were in? If that makes sense. <laughs> 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 I'm going to go one with... in eight chance, I think. Yeah. I'm going to go with H for Harry Mansell. Oh, no. Group K. Sorry, you got, you got stitched up. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a stitch. Oh, just a bit. So, Jack, what team did beat Wolves over two legs in the round of 16? What team did beat Wolves or what team did Wolves beat? No, what did Wolves beat? Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if you broke up or that was that was just me. Um, Espanol. No, that was the no. round 32. It was Olympiacos. Uh-huh. Oh, shit. No fans. Yeah. Damn it. Okay. We're doing well here. One one at home. Um, <laughs> we, no, we one one away. One one at home. Uh, back round to Sam. If Wolves would have beat Sevilla, who would we have met in the semi-finals? 
Uh, oh, that's a good one. Did they beat Man United in the final? Did they lose? Inter? No, Inter in the final. It was Man United in the semis. It was Man United. Can I just say, guys, this this has been tricky. (laughs) I know, sorry. Who scored Wolves' first goal in the 2-1 win away at Slovan that we went to? I reckon we got a penalty first. Oh, shit, we were pissed. Um... I reckon we got a penalty first, which makes me think it's Raul. No, Raul was second. It was Sace, an absolute daisy-cutting oh. crap goal. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. Was the second one a penalty then? Yes. Yeah, okay. Fair. I remember because I remember, at the time, if you put Raul in your title, you went nuts <laughs> and had Raul in my title when he scored a penalty. Jack, Wolves came second in Group K with how many points? So, oh, we can this one out, can't we? Right, we, can this one out. we beat Besiktas <laughs> twice. So that's definitely six. We battered them at home. Braga, we drew away. Can't remember the result at home. I, I want to say we we beat them. So that would be 10. And then the other team was Slovan, who we beat twice. That would be 16, but that sounds too many. So I think it must have been 14. Must have drew Braga twice. Oh, it was 13. We'd lost to Braga oh. at home in the opening oh, game. 3-3 yeah. three, three away. Because we had Jesus Faleo, if you remember. Jesus Faleo. Mm. He was about as much use as a Renovit Spass. Don't know who won the quiz, but good luck. I have got a tiebreaker, but my internet's crap, so I ain't doing it. it it's I actually, think, weird, weirdly, weirdly, it's one all. All oh, right, okay. I've got a tiebreaker. I'll quickly do it. Whoever it is between, work it out. The question is, Jack. how many total games have Wolves played in Europe in their history? Closest answer wins. It's actually me and Bayless doing this because Jack got all of his wrong. What was, was the question? Close and everyone though, when I yeah. How uh, many total games have Wolves played in Europe in their entire history? I'll type mine in me in the chat, Dan. Okay, I'm thinking about it. In competitions, yeah, obviously. Uh, I'm not looking at the chat. No, friendlies, Bayless. Well, we started the European Cup by hosting the team good, from good point, Budapest. Actually, yeah, I tried to be clever. You got a point there. Um. <laughs> We got to the semi-final. We got to the semi-final when Tottenham beat us. Or Tottenham beat us yeah, in the can final. You, can you lock your answers in, lads? Yeah. Just, just say something. Harry's <laughs> <laughs> one. Sam's teasing you. Hurry up. Jack, what are you saying, Sam? Sorry, what are you saying? 38. It's 49. Mark Rhodes oh. must have Googled it. Wow, said what a comeback. Comments. So, wow, Sam, wins. Comeback. sorry about the internet. Won't I happen again. Good. I'm using my phone forever. I am the king. Sorry uh, if you don't want to listen. Every uh, thank you for, if you have made it all the way through that, um, Harry's internet did not, but we will say goodbye to Harry Mansell. Uh, I, I, I'm joking, yeah, it's working. <laughs> so yeah, Dan Bayliss. Goodbye. Who apparently only buys big cartons of milk and Jack Williams. <laughs> See you in a bit. And it is a goodbye from me. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.